Welcome to another electrifying episode of Bright Brains. In today's show, we're taking a journey back in time to the early days of hip-hop in Cincinnati. Get ready to dive into the rich history of this vibrant music scene with none other than the legendary local rapper, Newville Doc Bryant. Join us as he shares his incredible stories and memories from a bygone era giving us a glimpse into the roots of hip-hop in the Queen City. Let's tune in and relive the golden age of Cincinnati hip-hop through the eyes and experiences of the one and only Newville Doc Bryant. All right, we're recording. All right, then. Welcome to the show, Doc Chills. Um, yeah, we know uh, me and you, we work together. And uh, you said you want to talk about uh, Cincinnati hip-hop. You right. know, when I think right. about Cincinnati, I really don't think about hip hop, to be honest. Um, so I was interested to see uh, what the connection was. So just tell everybody a little bit about yourself, how you got started in hip hop. And, uh, you know, just tell everybody about your story, man. <laughs> just how we got connect. You like my yeah. dude, Chill Up Rock. He an old school <laughs> Rapper, <laughs> y'all Google him, but he's from Brooklyn. And uh, I didn't do a show with him, but we got backstage with him one night. But yeah, my name Doc Chills. I'm from the Bonnie Hill crew. And um, I guess we got started with um, it, it, WAIF. It's like a step, stepsister like connection on the radio, right? And my brother and then was calling in on the phone. And this dude named Dr. Ice was like, if anybody can spit, call on the phone. And they called on the phone and I didn't get a chance to spit, but they were spitting on the phone. And then he was like, can y'all be down here next weekend or next week or whatnot? And so that's where it got started. We was doing parties. Um, this guy named Cliff Sounds Productions, he kind of caught on to what we was doing. And he was like, I'll give y'all $5 to carry my speakers. But in return, I will let y'all rap. And uh, we was doing these UC parties. We was doing water parties. And <laughs> it just started blowing up from there. And then WAIF had like five DJs where you could play your tape. Uh, Grandpa, he was a DJ. Sugar Daddy. Now, Sugar Daddy, he's Big Rob now. He do this R&B social thing. Y'all can Google him. And once our tapes was on the radio, I came back to school and people were saying my raps like I was Curtis Blow or somebody. <laughs> Curtis Blow was one of my idols that I did a show with. You know what I'm saying? And, oh, you did a show with Curtis Blow? Oh, man, Curtis Blow. Then, okay, I don't know where, see, you caught me, oh, girl, I don't know where to start, but I think it really started when this dude named Willie Price had, like, he's like, man, I'm going to take y'all out of town. And my dude, Barry Tifford, we going to do Louisville, Lexington, St. Louis, and y'all going to go down there and y'all going to perform. So this is my first time meeting LL Cool J, but I didn't think nobody knew he was going to be, you know, the greatest rapper of all time. 
So yeah. we met him. We went down to Louisville. We went down to Lexington. And then my bat, my brother was going to battle him. And he was like, my brother was like, you go first. And he was saying that Grandmaster Flash, it's like a jungle sometimes. It made me wonder. So my brother was like, I'm about to smash, dude. But this other dude from Louisville jumped in and LL killed him. But I was on tour with LL Cool J, Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde, Divine Sounds. And you got to realize, man, I'm 54 years old. <laughs> this is like 1982, 83, like something in there. Divine Sounds had this hit called What People Do For Money. I never ever heard of LL Cool J, but his first single was I Need a Beat. You know what I'm saying? And we was just rolling from there. Yeah, that's wild, man. So you said this was in 1998. How old were you? Uh, 1982. Oh, 1982. <laughs> I'm wow. sorry. I mean, like, I'm 54, man. But this yeah. was like at 1982, 83, somewhere in there. Yeah, so this was like back when like hip hop was just like kind of getting off the ground, you know, just kind of going mainstream. It it was underground because yeah. then a lot of hip hop get played on the radio. Now you had Sugar Hill Gang and they had the rappers delight. But Curtis Blow used to tell tell me he was rapping before them, blah, blah, blah. And you know, things took off. Like and then we was doing a fresh festival, like with Run DMC, I wasn't on the scene with Run DMC, but I got backstage with Run DMC, the Fat Boys, Houdini. Now I did, I did a lot of shows with Houdini. Oh and yeah, I got Five Minutes of Funk, uh, <laughs> Friends. How many of us have them? You know what I'm saying? I, I'm gonna tell you one thing about them, man. They never acted like stars. They oh, they yeah. down to earth people like so the dude that hooked the show up was like yeah y'all gotta come in this way backstage and my mother had hair rollers you know what I'm saying in, in her hair and then Houdini was like where you going she was like I just dropped them off he and they was like you ain't gonna party with us and you know but they was just like true down to earth um. Dr. Ice was Jalil, brother from Houdini, but my name used to be Dr. Ice, and then it was Dr. Ice that put us on the radio show, and it was a lot of confusion. But Cincinnati was live back then. Like, the two spots that you go to to break dance and your battle raps, it was like this this thing called the Skywalk. It was downtown. And he, like it was a theater, it was Arby's. We had this game arcade, and it was called the Skywalk. The reason why we used to go down there to battle because the acoustics was so great that you didn't even really have to have no music just to rap. But either we met downtown at the Skywalk or USA Skating Rings to battle. Man, so yeah, let's talk about that, the beginnings of hip-hop. Do you remember, like, when you first got introduced to hip-hop? Like, when you first, like, heard, like, hip-hop? And, like, when you were like, oh, man, this is something I want to be a part of. 
It was on the radio, but once again, a lot of rap songs were on the radio. Like at that time, um, um, Grandmaster Flash had it's like a jungle sometimes. It made me want <clears throat> Sugar Hill Gang. But my friend that was just a little older than me, and you know, we used to go. I guess Statue of Limitations is up. We used to just go to this store called King Quick and just yeah. rob them for liquor. And then we get a buzz. We used to chill on these pathways. Don't, don't incriminate like, yourself, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you don't want the cops to come arrest you. I mean, if they want to arrest me for uh, 57 years ago, what happened? But anyway, he was like, you know, we was drinking. He was like, I want y'all to hear something. He was older than us. And he spit his lyrics. Then my brother was like, I got some lyrics. At the time, I didn't even know my brother was spitting like that. And then I was like, I got some lyrics. And then uh, he was like, I'm going to hook you up with somebody that I know. His name was Mandel. And his name was Romeo. And then he brought him on the scene. And we hook up. And he was like, man, I love y'all because y'all drinking in. But he sounded like Spider D. It was a rapper called Spider D. You said Spider D? Spider D. But he had his like type voice. You know what I'm saying? So all of a sudden, we going around Bond Hill at their parties. Jason Chapman, Sean, Skeety. They had these parties. So on a Friday night, we would go to three different parties to rap for free at the time. Yeah, yeah. Stop me when I be rambling on like nah, that. No, nah, no, keep going. You good. So, like, what when y'all were performing, were y'all performing your own songs or were they like covers? Yeah. yeah. Well, 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 at first we would rap like, like Spider D had the vocal and then it was an instrumental. So, when they throw the instrumental on, that's when we used to rap on top of that. Um, but eventually, I start making beats and going into the studio. This guy named Terry Brown was like, man, I got y'all some studio time. I didn't know if it was for real or not. And I'm like, man, come on, man. You ain't playing with it. He's like, nah, meet us here. We going to the studio. We went to the studio called Alpha Studios. It was in Reading. And it was Larry Zimmerman. I, I think he passed away because the last time I talked to him, he told me he had cancer. Oh, man. And uh, But his studio was off the chain. He had 16 tracks with the wheel to wheel. And, and, and we went in there and started spitting. But that's what separated us from all the other rappers that I got to have this drum machine. And my mother was like, I'm going to buy you this drum machine. It was like for $300. It was a rolling. It was a rolling 505. And um, I started making beats. And then we started going in the studio ourselves. Actually, where I'm sitting at, it was another studio this dude named Roger had. And it was across the street. He was a country. These guys really didn't know about rap back then. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So... And when we go in the studio with our beat machine, they're like, ah, what is y'all trying to do? But it sounded good. But battling was the was our thing. Like to go battle another crew <laughs> on a Saturday morning on Skywalk or at a U.S. skating rink, it was off the chain. 
Now, so going back to battle, the uh, when y'all were battle, like, what, what, now you go when y'all were battle, like, was it like uh, like any kind of money on the line or anything like that? Or nah, was it, it just, wasn't no money, it was just pride on the line, you know what yeah. I'm saying? And it, it, for real, for real, nobody was cursing back then, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But you know, you know, I, I'm from Bond Hill, we the Bond Hill crew, and we might be battling the street beat crew, and you know what I'm saying? And, and then we had our own break dancers because back then break dancing was big. So yeah. every rap group had a break dancing group. You know what I'm saying? So we, we battling with dancing and rapping. So this dude named Cliff, he was older than us, but he had all this equipment. Like we saying, he's like, I'm going to pay y'all $5 to, to carry my equipment in and I'll let y'all rap. And we was at this, um, we was at UC. And then um, we didn't know about like the Q dogs and all that, but he was DJing a party. We got on the mic, we rocked, we turned it out. And then they was doing a step. And we just got in line. You know, we teenagers, but I don't know that this was, this wasn't cool back then, but we was doing a dance, man. They was trying to kill us. So Cliff got on the mic, was like, man, Q fight say or whatever they were saying. And then dude was like, you let these guys rap, you letting them dance. What what's up with that? He was like, man, if you don't shut up, I'll pack my stuff right now and leave. But I didn't know that when you in college, you can't do another sorority, I guess, step. But and but, but that was funny, but they was about to kill us though. It was it was all good. But Cincinnati, we was like, it wasn't a million rappers back then. It was just a few rappers, you know what I'm saying? And we we would we would go do our thing. But now it's like a gazillion rappers. You know what I'm saying? Like nobody was making millions of dollars rapping back then. It was an underground thing. You know what I'm saying? Two turntables, your beat machine, your mixer, and you go. Yeah. I'm going to let you ask man. me a question. I'm sorry. Uh, I, I just nah, be nah, running. You good, man. You good? So, like, Cincinnati, you know, we have a rich music history. I know, uh, what was it, Bootsy Collins is here, and funk music. Roger Travis. I mean, they, that, Bootsy Collins, Midnight Star. Now, we were supposed to do a song with Midnight Star. It was called the prep. It was a dance out called the prep, and uh, Reggie and uh, uh, what was his name? Zooty, Tootie, Trudy. Uh, he was like, "Can y'all put something to this?" But for some reason, it just never happened. It never got put out. But the way they used to beef with funk bands like Roger Troutman, like you said, Boosie Collins, and all them, uh, uh. Oh, I miss someone. That's real important. Uh, but they was fired. Oh, uh, your players. But oh, yeah, they yeah. used to beef. You know what I'm saying? So they used to beef. Funk yeah. bands used to beef. So rappers used to beef. Like this is this is how it was in Cincinnati. For real, for real, man. But. Like after school, we would go to WAIF 
and be like, we got a new tape we just made. You know what I'm saying? Can you play it? And then, you know, they play it. And then I go back to school and somebody be saying my rap like I was a star. Like, That's I'm going to battle you and be saying my rap. Like, man, you saying my rap, dude. <laughs> but we wouldn't get no money. I mean, we did Bogars every weekend. Um, like after two o'clock, they would let teenagers come in. So the alcohol, you know, they weren't selling no alcohol, even though we were still drinking. They weren't selling no alcohol. But Marcus and Papa T used to hook us up with Bogars like every weekend. And when we perform, it'd be like, are you kidding me? Are y'all coming to see us? Like, for real? So the Bond Hill crew was my brother, Master E. Uh, I'm Do I was Doc Chills. I was Dr. Ice at the time. But I, I had to change my name because I didn't know it was a million Dr. Ices out there. Uh, Danny O was my cousin. That's another story for another day. And he became his own entity because... Marcus and Papa T was like only two rap groups because Danny O do his own thing. And he my first cousin. And he like dropped the record. He dropped the record before we did. He had a song called It Was a Killing and I Like the Rhyme. You know what I'm saying? Uh, he was cool with Cold Premier, like Shane. Like you, you got to Google all these people. You know what I'm saying? But they yeah. out there if you want to Google them. You know what I'm saying? So and it, it was just like every Saturday we was at skating or downtown rapping. Nobody was killing nobody. I mean, we got into fights. I mean, I guess that ain't going to never go away. But yeah. nobody was shooting nobody. Like, everybody went home alive. But rapping was like, you know, like Cool J taught me something. LL Cool J taught me something like ain't, ain't no rules to battling. You could talk somebody, about somebody mama whatever and I'm like okay okay like when my brother was about to battle him then he came out he was already battling somebody and he ripped dude up <laughs> with the I'm the godfather of intelligent rap rain for big bro to snap musical wizard who's taking no crap your unarms a funky homeboy step back but google that that was his battle rap then he had a song, I Need a Beat. I have never heard this song before, but it's in this movie called Crush Groove. You, yeah. Like, you got to take, you you can Google all this. I'm sorry, man, I'm rambling. Answer, nah, nah, ask me a cool, question. I'm learning, I'm learning a lot, man, but it seemed like when it first started, you know, this whole hip-hop thing was like a real positive kind of movement, you know, but now I feel like hip-hop has kind of switched uh, and it's no longer that positive environment that it once was. I feel like it's kind of filled with a lot of violence and negativity. Uh, what do you think happened? You know, I you call know, you Ike. I never asked you, could I call you that? But I, cool. it's like, dude, back in the day, like now, if your name was the Bond Hill crew, you'll get shot if you went to Avondale, you know what I'm saying? Or to another community. But <clears throat> when we was rapping, everybody was behind us. And you know what I'm saying? If you battle somebody and, and you beat them, 
It was cool. We drank beer afterwards. You know what I'm saying? But now everything got to be valid. You know what I'm saying? If you lose yeah. a rap bottle, you might get killed. Yep. I, I don't know, man. Drug selling changed a lot of music when it came yeah. to hip hop. You know what I'm saying? Like, only tough people back then was real tough people. But now, since everybody got a gun, everybody tough. You know what I'm saying? Like in my neighborhood, man, if you weren't a real tough guy, uh, <laughs> you was going to get whooped. But everybody there, tough now. Are, yeah, it's 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 interesting, man. Like, you know, listen to old school hip hop. It's real, you know, positive. It's uplifting. and But then and it's, it has like a soul to it. You know, I was recently listening to that new Drake album. And it just seems devoid of like soul. It just seemed empty. You know, it's a lot of music nowadays just seem empty. You know, it just seemed about the cash, you know. I'm I'm so old school, but Drake is just like the last rapper that I said I ain't trying to follow nobody else no more. Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. That's how old I am. But you know, once again, back then the violence wasn't there. It was creativity. You know what I'm saying? Like, when somebody battling you, like, this wasn't written down. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. saying? We, we was going at it, like, off the top of our head. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, I, I mean, I don't know. And then, I don't know. It's the money that was involved. I mean, record sales. It wasn't a bunch of record sales back then. <laughs> Rap barely got played on the radio back then. Yeah. You know Who was the like, first like yeah. rapper to really break through to the radio? Was it LL Cool J, or was like uh, Sugar nah, Hill? Nah. It, 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 not. it was Sugar Hill Gang, Curtis yeah. Blow, Grandmaster Flash. But Cool J will tell you this. You know what yeah. I'm saying? We was well. We was on. We did this little tour. I, I'm sorry to keep coughing. Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde, they had this record was genius of rap and it was just hot for like two years you know what i'm saying and then yeah. this this shady um uh promoter was like i'm gonna hook up with him <laughs> once again excuse me man i'm sorry to keep coughing but nah, cool. willie price coming my parents home like i'm gonna i'm gonna take your songs on tour and we're going to have a great time, and I'm going to make sure they are all right. And then as soon as we got in this Cadillac, he was telling us how we would nothing. You know oh, what I'm saying? What? See, that's that's the that's the record business. Like, I tell your parents, like, oh, we, you know, like a coach from, from college, like, I'm creating, I'm going to recruit your uh, son, blah, blah, blah. And then he's like, yeah, I ain't this. But he was teaching us that, that I'm going to try to show y'all the game because he told me some things about Marvin Gaye, the Cincinnati Gardens, but he was this promoter that he had clout like that. And we, we was like getting $300 on the weekend and we thought we was getting ripped off, but everybody else was like, y'all getting $300 a piece? You know, like it was a thing like, man, it was incredible, but. Yeah. 
Since, like Bun Hill was the capital of hip hop in Cincinnati. What I mean by that, people will catch the bus to Bun Hill to break dance, to rap. And, and then I met these one chicks. I'm like, what's up? How y'all doing? I'm like, y'all don't live here. She's like, we was trying to meet the Bun Hill crew. I'm like, for real? But see, like back then, there wasn't no videos to show you who he was. You wouldn't know who he was unless you came to the concert. Yeah, it was but Bogars was, was our home. It's this club in Clifton called Bogars. We was turning that out every weekend. Packed, sold out. We might got $300, but they was getting 3000 But it is what it is. Yeah. Are there any, like, notable, like, hip-hop artists from Cincinnati right now? <clears throat> I don't know. But, like, Jabri, High Tech, you know, you know, he a producer. You know, uh, I'm trying to think. <laughs> I have to keep counting. What it was, man. We was trying to get record deals. Like, my agents was trying to push us to get a record deal. But New York was the only place you can get a record deal. And if you weren't from New York, they weren't letting you in. Oh, wow. Because that's what L.A. was telling me. Like, because we was, he thought we was corny. And L.L. thought you was corny? When we was in New York. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Because wow. he from New York. But, yeah. but. You know, some cats through ice at him. You know what I'm saying? When we was performing here, and my other dude, Romeo, was telling him, like, man, when we get to Cincinnati, it's going to be live. And then, this the last conversation he had. He was like, he was like y'all know them cats that threw ice at me? I'm like, yeah, when we get off stage. I, I guess he thought we were supposed to beat him up. But oh, I, wow. I dressed him like, there he go right there. And he ain't do nothing. And yeah. then people was like, y'all were supposed to, you know, beat him up or whatnot. I'm like, man, you you want to say you the godfather of rap. You know what I'm saying? But when he got back on the bus, he was like, if y'all was in Hollis, Queens, they would have threw ice at y'all. But I'm in Cincinnati, so they threw ice at me. You know, you know, I, you know gave him the brother. And that's the last time I talked to dude. Now he a movie star. LL Cool J, yeah, I remember uh, seeing him in the movie Deep Blue Sea. Remember that movie? I mean, he got he got a like a TV show, like he a yeah. cop and everything. Ice yeah. T too. You know? Yeah, like, but you know, I never knew at that that day he was gonna be a movie star. I mean, we just rapping. Yeah, I mean, I ain't even know rapping was gonna last this long. And then, exactly. like, the first studio I went to in Alpha, Alpha Studios, he was like, guys, this is cool, but y'all need to learn how to sing because rap going to play out. Man, rap been here forever. Never yeah, played out. It just turned 50 this year, you know, which is crazy. Yeah. Um, so with rap just turning 50 years old, um, the, the style has changed so much. Do you think hip-hop and rap is still going to remain dominant going forward? Yeah. Or do you think like yeah. say yeah? You know what, man? For real, for real, rap was always here. It got known 50 years ago. You know what I'm saying? 
So everybody said, but it's, it has always been here, especially up in New York, especially in Bronx with Cool Herc and all them. I, mean, I, I never met Cool Herc, but this is how I got started at a party. He was mixing, DJing, somebody started rapping, blah, blah, blah. That's why cool Jay-Z Herc be like, I be ch- no, Cool Herc was in uh, the Bronx. Oh, I you know what I'm saying? That's where like start popping. You know what I'm saying? But it was really longer than 50 years ago. They yeah. say 50, you know, because that's cool. That's even, let's say 50 years. But so, I mean, it was what it was, man. Like <laughs> to wear my shoes with no shoe strings. And then when I go somewhere and people be like, you don't have any shoe strings in your shoes. I'm like, I know. That was our culture back then. That was Run DMC. When I first met Run DMC, they was like, if you really put your mind to it, you could do this. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh my God. Like, like the night that I met all of them at the Fresh Festival, I couldn't get no sleep. Then when I seen them perform, I couldn't get no sleep the next day. I didn't sleep for three days. Like when I was right. rapping, but when I seen them perform, it changed my life. Like the DJ scratching, Jam Master J up there scratching, and lasers going off, and all the break dancers. And I mean, it was just and see, break dancing was part of hip hop. Yeah, it, it ain't part of hip hop now. You know what I'm saying? No, but no, I'm sorry, I ain't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. No, you, I was just saying you don't see too many break dancers anymore. So why do you think that is break dancing? I don't, I, a lot of people can't do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It ain't like the booty call. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you're you going to be spinning on your head, spinning on your hand. Like, Ross and, and Booker and Mark, my, my dude, Mark Ward, used to be ticking a little great. I mean, you know what I'm saying? It was just, it was an art. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You don't see it now because everybody can't do it. Now, come that's my dude. I, he's an actor now, but we yeah. we actually friends, like childhood friends. Oh, you know what I'm saying? The and you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. He used to come to Cincinnati. He he used to come to Cincinnati because his cousins live here. He would come oh, every wow. summer, but I never knew that he was even checking us out. But you know, we used to play basketball, barbecue, fight, the whole he had this like house tape. Man, I threw it out the window like, man, we don't listen to that. <laughs> I gave him a run DMC album. And I'm like, I gotta have this back. I'm I'm yeah. letting you borrow this. You can't keep this. You know what I'm saying? Just to hip him on to hip hop. And then he went to college and, and I had to like. Ajale is his one of his cousins. He's like, yeah, uh, Rashid just got a deal. I'm like, what kind of deal? Basketball, like rapping? I never knew he rapped. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So uh, I think it was like a year from from he was down at the um, uh, music hall with the orchestra mm-hmm. and everything, and you know, my my best friend sister Candace was like, he want to see you. Do you want to get some tickets? Because I haven't seen dude in like 10 years, but, you know, 
I hit him up like he was like, no man, man. We kicked it. We talked about old days. You know, sir. Hey, yeah, I, I think he he. They moved to Brooklyn. Him, Ajale. They wouldn't bring me because they thought I was still stuck in my old ways. You know, yeah. drinking. What do you mean by, old, what do you mean by that? Stuck in old ways. When I was drinking, fighting every oh, day, you yeah. know. So, gotcha. you know, Adelaide like, was like, don't bring him to New York. He going to get us all killed. <laughs> <laughs> like, but, but, you know, but that's my guy. I met, I met his mom for the first time. And she was yeah. like, uh, it, it, she, everybody think Nate and Newville is one person. It's two people. Nate was my brother and I'm Newville. Because she used to be like, which one of y'all Nate and which one of y'all Newville? But everybody thought Nathan Newville was our name. But it's two yeah. people. That's wild, man. So, yeah, it's, I, it's I interesting. On. Nah, nah, you, you cool, man. Yeah. You know, it's, 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 it was, it's a beautiful thing. You know, it spawned so much from the, the lyricism, the music, the dancing, the graffiti. It was a movement. Um, I can't really see anything like that. And it was organic, too. I can't really compare it to anything else. You know, it, it was a, a whole thing. And it kind of feels like it's uh, it's kind of been co-opted. You know, like what it is now isn't what it started out as. I wish it could, like, go back I'm, to that positive. I'm, I'm glad you brought up the graffiti part, man. That was yeah. the hip hop art. Like all this was combined together. Like uh, it, McDonald's, where uh, Richie's used to be on Reading Road, is closed yeah. now. But it used to be a McDonald's. But everybody sprayed this graffiti with Bon Hill crew on it. So <laughs> Jim was like, "You and the Bon Hill crew, I'm calling police." Like I didn't, I didn't spray all that. I I don't know who did that. You know what I'm saying? But. That was what it was. Like at Woodward, somebody sprayed Bond Hill crew on Woodward <laughs> property. And it, it was beautiful, but I didn't do it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But it was yeah. just part of hip hop. It, it was the way we lived, man. Hip hop was like, if I could say it, like drinking, <laughs> rapping, sweatsuits. You know what I'm saying? Don't look like the normal person. That was hip hop in, in, in Cincinnati, man. It, it it was a lot of good rappers in Cincinnati, man. But if I say one and don't say the other, they gonna say why you ain't say my name. But it, when you wanted to battle somebody, <laughs> it, it was on, man. Like yeah. one day, rest in peace, Cliff. He didn't notice, but my brother got on the radio. Like I said, every day it was a different. DJ on the radio and you could get actually get your stuff played on the radio because they was a stepchild commercial community radio. But we were stars by playing our tapes there. And my brother told them like anybody want to battle us, meet us at skating. And I'm like, man, why you say that? Soon as we got there, Cliff just pulling up in his van, like, I got the Bun Hill crew in the van. Man, a thousand rappers came out. They was rocking the van. And Cliff was like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> but 
Because my brother <laughs> said meters and skating. It was like you a thousand rappers up there. About, uh, you talking about the fun factory? What? Nah, the fun factory was in Norwood, but it wasn't hip hop. It was yeah. called USA Skating. Then it turned into Golden Skates. Like oh, during the yeah. summer, during the summer on Tuesdays, it will be jumping. And then when school start, it went back to Saturdays. And then you come back to Bun Hill, and then you go to Chili Company and play talk and gamble. And you know what I'm saying. I'm just we'd be out to like five, six o'clock in the morning, but it wasn't no big deal because everybody wasn't killing everybody back then. Like yeah. my mother had everybody's phone number, and that dude had everybody's mother phone, you know what I'm saying? Like, so it, it wasn't no like you gonna get killed or nothing. But it was man, them was the greatest times. And yeah. hip hop ain't gonna never be like that, but that was the greatest times. Uh, so when Cool J made Rock the Bells, he had this verse like, "You are you Jerry Carroll suckers wearing high heel boots like ballerina? What I mean is you a Fruit Loop troop." And then I'm like, "Is he talking about Divine Sounds? Cause they had Jerry Curls and high heel boots for real. I mean, we was all like sleeping in it was two hotel rooms with like eight, eighteen people." Like I just slept on the floor. Like you just had to make your make your room. But I just was like I'm on tour. I would say I was on tour with LL Cool J, but he wasn't a star back then. He just had yeah. that I need a beat. So he had the Ron DMC leather pants and you know leather shoes, and we walking around with those shoe strings, and he talking about who can cop. Like you look older than me. I'm like cut creator. I ain't know his name was Cut Creator back then, LL Cool J DJ. But he looked it older than me. But he was like, You you can get it. I, I went across the street. I got us a bottle of Bacardi. I'm like, okay, okay. <laughs> but I was copping here too. You know, when you look old, you just get liquor. Hey, sorry to interrupt, but are you looking to reach a dynamic and engaged audience of curious minds? Well, look no further. Bright Brains Podcast is the perfect platform to showcase your business or product. You'll be able to reach a diverse and intelligent audience and engage with listeners passionate about personal development, technology, and more. Elevate your brand through thought-provoking discussions. Don't miss this opportunity to promote your business on one of the fastest-growing podcasts in the market. Contact us today to discuss advertising options and elevate your brand to the next level. Contact us at brightbrainspod at gmail.com to secure your advertising spot on Bright Brains today. Again, that's brightbrains with a Z pod, P-O-D, at gmail.com. Now, back to the podcast. Yeah. So what what ended up happening to the Bond Hill crew? Um, so like, y'all all grew up or just like grew apart? Are y'all still making music or? Well, like, okay, I'm gonna try to explain as best way as possible. Marcus and Papa T was our like manager at the time, but they were saying y'all need to be two groups. 
Danny O split off being his group. Like he said, he was one of the first guys that made a, a record in Cincinnati. Um, Drac was like second. His name Drac. They they think his name Drac not Wack, but his name is Drac. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, you can yeah. you can Google all these things, but you know, I, me and him just got through talking uh, a couple of days ago. Uh, I, I still rap. I, I just do it for me. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't really think nobody, you know, I, I say something, I make a song, and I put it in the radio. But today, you can have a studio for a little as nothing and make a song and put it on the internet. We ain't had no internet back then. So yeah. if you weren't from New York, if you did, if you weren't from Chicago, if you weren't from LA, you just was not going to get heard. But today you can put your music on the internet. You know what I'm saying? My brother, my brother lived, Master E, he lived to battle people. Him and this dude named King Tut, they battled for like seven hours. (laughs) I'm not kidding you, man. But the other one just didn't want to go down and defeat. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, Battling was just the thing. Then we had our own, like, when we did the first, when I seen the Fresh Festival, we started doing that in Cincinnati. The Fresh Festival was my boy Omar Cash, uh, Double Trouble, you know what I'm saying? Uh, the SMCs, the Legion of Rap, the Bun Hill Crew, where we would give our own concerts at St. Agnes. St. Agnes was on California. Avenue, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And we used to do our own thing. Drag mother used to be like, I can help y'all do your own thing. Like they run run DMC was big and they doing they thing. Like y'all could do y'all own thing. And it was kind of successful. I mean, yeah. once again, though, fights break out, but you can't you can't help that. Yeah. Nobody was getting killed though. You know what I'm saying? That's the good thing. Yeah. Like that's yeah, like when people that were selling dope back then didn't want you to know they were selling dope. Now yeah. rappers will tell you they sell dope. You know what I'm saying? It, it, that's the difference. Yeah, it's wild. You know, everything is kind of about drugs and uh, killing. And it's just, like I said, it seemed like it lost its soul, man. Um, hey, mm-hmm. where can people go to find your music? I know you got a YouTube channel uh, and you post your beats on there. Do you have, are you going to ever plan to like put like some actual songs on there? Like if you like rapping or yep. anything like that? Yep. Yeah. It, it, it just search Cassidyne Productions and people be like, why did you choose that name? Because I was, when I was a kid, it was this <laughs> soap opera. The people don't even know about that. And Luke and Laura and the Cassidines, they was gangsters. And I, I, they say it's still going on today, but that's why I chose that night name. But just search Cassidyne Productions. My music go on there. But yeah, I'm going to be putting music on there. I'm going to be spitting lyrics. But you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do it the way I used to do it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I'm, it, it ain't about drug dealing. It ain't about killing. I, I just rap. If you like it, it's old school. It's authentic. You know what I'm saying? Do I get at other rappers that used to be rappers back in the day? Yeah. 
It sounds just search Cassidy Productions. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds great. And we need that that original hip hop uh, that gets back to its roots. Um, You know, just have it be fun and uplifting. Yeah, man. But hey, this was a really good really enlightening uh, conversation. I never knew all this stuff happened in Cincinnati. You know, when you think about Cincinnati, you really think about hip hop. So this was definitely uh, enlightening, man. A lot. I'm going to stretch you out just a little bit. Like when I met Houdini and them, like yeah. when they start coming back to Cincinnati, <laughs> I mean, this was like maybe 10 years ago. We did a show at Rhino's like, can you get the Bond Hill crew? Like when I met, they wouldn't like stars. They just was cool people. <laughs> so we did, we, we did a couple of shows with Houdini, Curtis Blow. He, that's another person that's just humble. He don't act like he's a star. I'm all that. Like, I'm too good. Like, when they had all this security, Curtis Blow was like, ah, man, don't put no security around. We old school. You know what I'm saying? But I'm going to let you wrap up your show. I hey, know I rambled on. Man. Hey, this was this is really enlightening, man. Um, I would definitely implore people. I'm going to put uh, the link uh, to your music in the show description. And I definitely implore people to go and check your music out, man. Because my beat is your intro. <laughs> it is, yes, the intro and outro, man. It's a great beat, great beat. Hey, I, I'm going to give a few shouts out. Like the DJs that was on WAIF, Baby Hawk, may he rest in peace, Dr. Ice. I still talk to him from time to time. Sugar Daddy, but he do the R&B blues thing. Uh, Rockmaster J, the people, uh, DJ Squire was the you know the DJ that ran all the parties. Butch Gibson, I know I'm forgetting people. I love y'all. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's all right, man. Whatever happened to WAIF? Is that radio station still around, or did it yeah, change? Yeah, yeah. No, nah, it's still around. Yeah, WAIF still around in Cincinnati. Like it's what, a community uh, radio station. What's the? Uh, I don't know what they play, but what was the eighty-eight point three? Eighty-eight point three. Eighty-eight point three. W A I of Cincinnati. That's how they they made the stars, man. Yeah. <laughs> they did. Hey, I'm gonna definitely check. I it thank out. you, man. I thank man. I thank you so much for letting me do this, man. Hey, I had no a frustrating weekend. I was telling you about it. <laughs> But I'm, I'm glad that we got this off, man. Hey, me too, bro. It's been real cool, man. Okay. All right. All right, all right. Hey, bro, take it easy. I'll see you Monday, man. Okay. All right. Peace. All right. Peace out. All right. That's a wrap. Thank you for joining us for another enlightening conversation here on Bright Brains. I hope you've gained valuable insights and inspiration to heal your own bright ideas. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to like and subscribe, rate, and leave a review on your favorite podcast platform or however else you listen to this podcast. Also, we can be found on all major social media. Just type in Bright Brains with a Z. And remember, the brightest minds are those 
and never stop seeking knowledge.